morning, good afternoon, and welcome to Desi Sportscast Cricket Show. And it's really good to have you with us, either joining live. I know we are starting to build up a bit of community with the live stream. Uh, but it's especially thank you to all the people that are downloading the show on the podcast. Um, incredible support, and thank you for that. So let's get on with the show, because I know we are going to be joined by a very happy Prasan today. Good afternoon to you, Prasan. How are you, my friend? Well, good morning to you, Bharat. As you can see, I'm doing very well. I think uh, you sent me a couple of very nice goodies uh, from your end last week. Well, uh, which I... came up just before the IPL. So I think uh, the shirt's very, very nice. Thank you so much for uh, sending it over. And I think... Uh, the cup serving me very well for a good cup of coffee in the evening. Unfortunately, it's not the time right now for a coffee, otherwise I would have had that as well. No, you're absolutely rocking this very, very exclusive uh, polo shirt from the Desi Sportscast. Um, and um, I was just saying to uh, Prasthan before we start this show, he's absolutely rocking it and I need to build up my... Um, core strength to make it look as good as he does, but uh, what can you do? Sometimes you just have to appreciate um, but how, how have you been anyway? Um, unfortunately, I have to start the conversation with what's, uh, what's happening around uh, the nation. Things are not looking good, which is quite the opposite to where we are here in England. Uh, how are you in the family? How's uh, your city? Yeah, well, I think, um, like you said, you know, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's not looking great here. The cases are rising with every single day. Um, I think we're going back to what it was last year at this point, you know, with the cases going up and uh, people needing to take a lot more precautions. Um, I think um, there isn't a chance of a lockdown, I'm guessing, because of the whole economical aspect and uh, the government not wanting to go into another lockdown. But I think they might have something like a night curfew just to sort of uh, smoothen out the people who will otherwise protest without any lockdown in place. Um, otherwise, in terms of family, we're doing well. I think um, the IPL is giving us some uh, some things to cheer about and uh, of course otherwise uh, it's been a it's been a whole lot of family time so um we're fighting a lot with playing a couple of board games but i think that's the fun in playing them isn't it well there's only well that's good to hear that the family's well and um you know we've got the ipl back and like i said when we did the previous show it only seems like yesterday that we finished the previous uh, edition but it's uh, brings a bit of uh, happiness and um around the nation it changes the mood and your mood must be really good after week one and i'll put it there just for you um we're going to talk about your boys anything to worry about after the first two games for the royal challenges because you went into the tournament with a lot of hope you had the big show uh coming to your team and um it started off so well but um i have to start off with a question you're probably not expecting any worries so far for you well, to be honest, I think Yuzvendra uh, Chahal's form is a bit of a concern because, I mean, obviously, um, he's been a big part of our bowling unit, uh, you know, with the way that he's bowled. He's obviously a leading wicket-taker in the IPL. Um, you know, he's our um, he's our biggest bowler in terms of uh, the impact he has. But um, looking at the positives, obviously, Glenn Maxwell picking up that Man of the Match award, I think, is one of the biggest um, uh, plus points for us so far. Uh, because, you know, he's been under so much criticism. A lot of people have been talking about how he can't perform in the IPL. But with that half century he scored in the previous match, you know, he just went on to show uh, what he's capable of. Obviously, um, we were looking in, uh, we were looking down the barrel with uh, A.P. De Villiers gone, Kohli gone, Parikal gone. And Maxwell put up a really good performance and uh, took the team uh, to a very competitive total. So, in that sense, I think a lot of positives 
obviously harshal patel's five wicket haul his first ever five wicket haul came at a very very important stage um first five wicket haul against the mumbai indians in the ipl as well so that was a very good um, uh, achievement from harshal so overall things look good but i think the only worry for us is probably is when the chels form at the ball yeah and being the uh, player that he is I, i think if um, any team had that sort of a worry you're in a very very good place but we have to start with the big game last week um a bit of a seesaw battle but i think that shows where the team is in the sense that in the tight situation they came through against the indians yeah absolutely i mean um, i think it was fantastic to see the way all the bowlers applied themselves obviously um you know i mean it was all it was all the abed villiers so you know let's not forget that obviously you know the way he uh, hit bumra and bolt and especially that one shot that he hit over like stock over uh, pretty much in a yorker for four and that's the magic of the man you know for five months he hasn't touched the bat and uh, he suddenly comes there gets uh, a couple of net sessions and uh, hits the world's best bowler for a four and a six so i think um, that's that's the batsman that he is and uh, overall i was very happy um i think it's good to see that harshal patel is enjoying the role given to him i think death bowling has been an issue for us for a long time but um, the trade made in from the delhi capitals i think was a very thoughtful one in some sense that harshal patel was going to be the death bowler and for harshal to have produced the goods that he did you know getting the important batsmen out ishan kishan uh, krunal pandya polard marco jansen you know these are some uh, pretty big names until jansen so i think uh, good to see that he's performing that well and of course he's going to be a big asset and uh, well of course he also got hartik pandya out so uh, overall a very very good performance i think all the uh, players pretty much stood up and uh, performed and uh, hopefully we keep up that performance going yeah absolutely and i don't want to talk about harshal patel in a second but firstly uh, the first uh, thought i had when i saw um who would be kohli's opening batsman um did you think it would be sundar i mean he is so adaptable and it just shows the talent of the young man but uh, i didn't expect him to open but i believe he's done that in the past yeah well he has opened for his uh, uh, dnca i mean uh, tnpl um, franchise and uh, he has also opened for tamil nadu in the past he's opened in his uh, junior days so i think uh, washington sundar was sent there for a role of an enforcer uh, something that sunil narayan does for kkr but unfortunately it didn't pay off um, he didn't look very comfortable in his stay at the middle but it was always going to be a, an experimentation uh, basis that they were going to send so that it was either him or ajat patidar um, and of course sundar uh, the move didn't really work out but um, that's what the ipl is about you know you're always going to put the uncapped players right in the center of all the attraction you're going to give them a chance to perform I'm, of course i'm talking about uh, washington sundar as someone who's still learning in the ipl he's been there for quite a few years but he's still very young uh, he has played for india but uncapped players you know guys like nitish rana he scored and uh, he scored an 80 plus in the first game followed it up with the half century so i think there are some really good performers like this and when sundar was sent up the order it was to play the role of an enforcer unfortunately it didn't pan out and uh, parikal came straight back and took that position back yeah which is uh, the ideal opening ba- uh, uh... for uh, the challenges uh, Barikal and Kohli that's such an exciting opening partner uh, uh, pair that you've got there but um, you know with all the big names you've uh, mentioned and uh, we usually talk about but there's one player that you've already mentioned Harshal Patel and Shahbaz Ahmed uh, that I didn't think we'd be talking about in the first week um, what an impressive first couple of games they've had yeah and can you tell us a bit I mean... more about them because they're not people that we would normally talk about 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, Harshal Patel has been around for quite some time. Last time he was with RCB. Um, earlier, if I if my memory serves me right, I think it was during 2013 or 14. He knows the IPL really well. And uh, in his recent interviews, he's spoken about how he was very insulted that teams didn't look at him as, uh, you know, someone who could bat fairly well. Um, he was considered only as a bowler who could bowl in the middle overs, but he's transformed his game into someone who can bowl up front with the ball, someone who can bowl in the depth, someone who can bowl in the middle orders and also talk the ball a fair bit. Um, in the side, Mustakali, we saw what he did for Haryana with the bat. So, I think overall, he's developed himself into a, a cricketer capable of winning games with both bat and ball. And uh, it wasn't surprising that, uh, you know, he even hit the finishing runs. It was like uh, it was like the icing on the cake when, uh, you know, he flicked that last ball of Janssen to short fine leg. And Shabazz Ahmed, I think uh, he's a very, very um, capable cricketer as well. Uh, in the practice sessions, he scored a 42-ball 95, I think. And again, him coming in at number three was uh, pretty much an experimental, uh, experimental move. Um, he looked to go big. Unfortunately, he couldn't clear the fence and instead hold out in the deep. And with the ball, I mean... I think those three wickets in the 17th over were really, really important for us uh, to get Bairstow, Pandey and Abdul Samad. I think uh, that really made all the impact. And uh, for him to land the ball in the right areas and for Kohli to trust Shahbaz with that important 17th over, I think it was fantastic and uh, good to see that everything uh, went the way it was all planned and eventually uh, we are at the top of the table. Absolutely. And um, it's not usually after a couple of games that I would put on um, where where each team is because like I said it's uh, really early days and you can't really um, you know judge too many things um, in terms of points but just for you I'm going to put down the RCB on top um, because we'll see how long how long this lasts uh, obviously the start they've had um, uh, it's it's you know two out of two you can't argue with that but uh, RCB at top must be looking really good but. Going back to one of the points you raised about the worries, and this is something I thought about this week as well, about um, Chahal and his bowling and his performances in the England series as well. And I'm thinking that, you know, when you got Ashwin there as well, um, do you think Ashwin has got a chance of playing ahead of Chahal in the uh, T20 World Cup? Just on the back of recent performances and how Ashwin has come back, into T20 and he had a good game as well. Yeah, I think uh, Ashwin certainly has a very good chance, you know, because um, of course he's someone who's a very thinking bowler. Um, he takes his chances with the ball. I think uh, that's the most important point. And he's really developed his skill over time, you know, with uh, with the way he's bowling for the Delhi Capitals and of course um, the way he's bowled in the Test Series as well. So, I think Ashwin certainly has a chance, but uh, India might be looking at someone who can... Uh, Who's a wicket-taking option? Of course, um, you know Ashwin obviously is a thinking bowler, but wrist spinners um, are a very uh, valuable commodity in uh, you know limited overs cricket in specific. Um, so it's looking a little bleak for Chahal, but I think uh, these are phases that every cricketer goes through. Um, I think it's something that he learned from. Um, hopefully, the next 12 matches that RCB have in terms of league stage matches, he'll come good. Um, that's something that we can hope for. But uh, the only problem for him, I see, is the other contenders for those positions. I think we did even discuss that in the last few shows that we did. Who are the you know risk winners who are there, uh, if not for Chahal? We've got Rahul Chahal. He picked up a, a four-wicket haul in the last game. Uh, there's Varun Chakravarti, who's going to be playing every single Knight Riders game. And then there's Kuldeep Yadav as well, who's not even in the uh, thick of things. But if he gets a game and performs, then you know that could also mean something. 
So I think overall we have a lot of options, and uh, Ashwin is certainly one of them. But I think in terms of the long run, I think Kohli has developed that bond with Chahal uh, at RCB and with the Indian team. So I think Chahal will be back, but uh, he'll certainly have to perform because all eyes will be on him, and uh, no one in India is kind to people who don't perform because they always have the axe hanging over their head. Whoever it may be, I mean, there have been times when KL Rahul, Rohit Sharma have been asked to go out of the team. So uh, I think time is very hard for Chahal right now, but uh, he needs to stand up and perform. Yeah, he's he's under the uh, uh, the cautious way. He's he's under pressure now because uh, you know we said that um, the selection for the T20 World Cup will probably be based around the IPL, although it's a few months away. And uh, like I said, um, the the series he had against England. And I'm just thinking, Ashwin, you know, he's really come back and Chahal needs to do the same. Um, but after spending the first 10, 15 minutes talking about RCB, quite rightly, um, uh, what about your man, uh, Glenn Maxwell, hitting the first six in I don't know how many IPL games? Um, he's paying back some of the uh, confidence and um, pressure that you put on him. Yeah, I mean, uh, see, that's the reason why I've always backed Maxwell because he's someone who can change games on its head. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, it's always going to be a matter of um, taking your chances with Maxwell because that's the way he plays his cricket. I mean, uh, you don't expect Virat Kohli or Mahendra Singh Dhoni to hit uh, a reverse pull, was it, of Rahul Chair? I mean, I don't even know what you can call that shot. And uh, uh, that 100-meter six that he hit of Trinal Pandya, those are the sort of um, moments that Glenn Maxwell gives you. You know, he's that sort of a cricketer. And I think RCB promoting Glenn Maxwell to number four ahead of De Villiers is a masterstroke on their part. Because obviously, you know, Glenn Maxwell's coming to the tournament on the back of some very poor performances. Otherwise, in the IPL, um, last season, he didn't hit a single six for the Kings XI Punjab. Uh, obviously, he was under a whole lot of pressure. So, at number four, he has a chance to sort of uh, understand the surface, understand his own game, uh, get a hang of which bowler to go um, go at and uh, different variables like that. So, for Maxwell to bat at number four and uh, steady the uh, batting effort and at the same time put up a good platform uh, to go big with ABD towards the end, I think it's fantastic. And in the two matches, he's performed really well and uh, touch wood, he keeps up that same performance. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think he's in the mood to prove a lot of people wrong. He took uh, quite a bit of uh, trolling on Twitter and what have you after uh, last year. Uh, but um, we'll see if that continues. Um, in terms of the other teams, obviously, they're all on two points, one win, one loss. Um, how did you see the other games? Any um, points that you want to raise? I mean, the first one for me with, is with uh, Rajasthan and the huge loss of Ben Stokes. Yeah, it's going to be a massive loss. I think, um, you know, obviously, uh, we weren't sure of how much Ben Stokes would be bowling. So I think his batting was more in focus. But uh, in some sense, I think uh, I'm very happy to see David Miller get a game. I think uh, he was obviously, I think he played just the one match last season and uh, he's probably run out without even facing a ball or something on those lines. And, uh, you know, he's obviously a quality cricketer and uh, for him to be on the benches was criminal. Um, I think he hit the first six in that game that the Rajasthan Royals last played, uh, you know, just after the loss against the Punjab Kings. Um, and David Miller obviously is a quality cricketer. He's someone who can... Uh, turn matches on its head, then I think along with Chris Morris, he forms a very, very important partnership like they did against the Delhi Capitals. Um, so, Ben Stokes is going to be a big miss, no doubt. Um, but I think they'll just need to figure out that bowling attack a bit. Um, only because, you know, with Chetan Sakaria there, obviously, Mustafizur Rahman, 
Jaydev Unnath cut um, just came out and you know picked up three wickets straight away and shocked every single person. Um, probably including Sanju Samson. He he didn't even know that you know Unnath cut would pull off something like that. So, um, but Ben Stokes is going to be a miss, I think. Um, but on the batting front, I think Miller sort of might um, uh, you know make make up for that absence of uh, Ben Stokes in the batting order. But I just think someone like Manan Vora should take more responsibility at the top of the order. And if he doesn't, then they just, they just draft in someone like SSV Jaiswal to give them that uh, little bit of unknown factor and uh, give Jaiswal a chance to prove himself. In, in the middle of the game, uh, Rajasthan were playing, I think it was against Delhi, and they were saying, you know, um, I think they were just doing a straw poll uh, amongst the uh, viewers of um, will the loss of uh, Ben Stokes mean that the Rajasthan Royals won't get into the playoffs? Do you think it's that much of a bigger impact? I mean, you've mentioned some of the players that need to step up. Needing to step up is a different thing, but a loss of a, one of the best players uh, in T20 well, all formats. Do you think that will have that big an impact that Rajasthan Royals won't get into the playoffs? Well, I, I think in T20 cricket, it's very hard to judge because, um, look, for starters, I think Josh Butler batting at number four was criminal. Um, you know, given given his yeah. skill with the bat and given his, um, you know, obviously the way that he bats at the top of the order, he had to open. And with Ben Stokes there, uh, they obviously couldn't find a way to fit Josh Butler at the top because Manan Mora couldn't bat on the order. Yes, Jaiswal couldn't bat on the order. So I think they had to fit Stokes at the top and get Josh Butler at four. But uh, Stokes leaving, what that has done is it's put Josh Butler back at the top where he belongs. And uh, David Miller coming in at that, uh, you know, number five, number six positions really strengthens their batting um, in the middle middle order, especially, you know, where uh, he can just um, go from ball one. So, I, I don't think he'll be missed that much. Uh, the Rajasthan Royals have some very, very good quality players. They'll just need to sort of figure out their batting order. If they make sure that they know the uh, each and every player knows their roles, then I think they must be good to go. But I think the only issue that I see there is their bowling unit because with Unadkar, with Chetan, Sakarya, um, they're just not proven bowlers. You know that you know they haven't really proven to be match winners over time, um, and that's the only thing I see. Shreyas Gopal obviously was dropped last game because um, he couldn't perform. Um, so I think only these areas, Rahul Tiwari has blown hot and cold. So only the bowling attack is something that I feel is a little lacking. But on the batting front, I think they're covered. Well, you see, uh, you say the uh, bowling uh, attack uh, is lacking a little bit. Um, did you wish uh, Chris Morris was still with the RCB? Sorry, sorry, the, I didn't hear that. Uh, we talked about the bowling for Rajasthan, uh, but um, I'm just thinking, do you wish Chris Morris, after the performances he's had already, was still with RCB? Yeah, well, after that performance, I'm hope, I I wish he was with us. I, I wish Mohin Ali was batting at number three, but there was nothing. there's nothing you can do after, uh, you know, an auction's done and, uh, you know, all the players are shifted bases, can you? But yeah, I mean, I think that was a fantastic batting performance. Like Maxwell, you know, Chris Morris was obviously under a lot of pressure to perform. Um, obviously, he hasn't been great with the ball. He's leaked a few runs in the couple of games that Rajasthan have played, but... I think that one six that he hit uh, over midwicket of Kahis or Abada really, really um, made him feel confident. I think with his batting and uh, Tom Curran bowled some absolute filth uh, towards the later stages, uh, which really helped Morris hit those two sixes. And uh, that one no look six that he hit of Rabada again, um, mm. he looked really good with the bat. So I think if he can really produce that throughout the tournament, then. Uh, they've got some very good finishers as well, uh, the Rajasthan Royals. Because um, he has got a lot of pressure with the price tag he went for. Um, they put a lot of faith 
uh, in Chris Morris uh, at the Royals there. Uh, they really wanted him, but he's already um, proving his worth yesterday. I mean, that was a, a spectacular innings because I did not think Rajasthan were going to win that. Obviously, there was some bad bowling there, but you've got to hand it to Rajasthan and Chris Morris. And then it begs the question, going back to the previous game, why didn't Washington Sunday have a bit more faith in Chris and not taking that single? <laughs> I think Chris Morris himself said that Sanju Samson was hitting the ball really well, so he didn't mind. I think these are the sort of decisions that you need to take in split seconds. You can't think about it and then say, okay, fine, um, you know, I'm going to take the run, I'm not going to take the run because you have hit it to the fielder already. And uh, there are different schools of thoughts. You know, obviously, Deepak Kuda's throw was very, very far. You know, it was uh, probably would have given Sanju Samson the time to get back to the other end. But that was all a, a matter of 50-50, you know, and Sanju Samson backed himself to hit the ball. I think that's also an indication of the confidence that he has in himself, the confidence he has as a captain, uh, the responsibility that he's going to be taking as captain for the Royals throughout the season. And that's good to see. I think in T20 cricket, these types of things happen. Um, you can't just rotate the strike saying, OK, the Indian media is going to write about me. They're going to say that I was, uh, um, you know, I could have finished the match. And he took up the responsibility. He tried to hit the ball. He almost hit the ball, but unfortunately, it, um, it was caught in the deep. So, I think he took a chance, uh, just didn't pay off. And uh, uh, But the effort was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, what an innings as well. And to be fair, I don't blame him. Um, I think he, he, he felt confident enough to um, uh, say no to that. And, you know, taking the responsibility uh, as a young captain. Do you think the, the fact that he is captain now played a part in that decision? Or regardless of whether he was a captain or not, he would have, he would have made the same decision. You know, sometimes when you have that extra responsibility, you slightly you make decisions differently, or you you beg to differ. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think at that stage it was not about captaincy. I mean, it probably would have been considering that he was in good great form. Um, you know, he had hit 119 runs until then. He was the only batsman who uh, crossed, I think, 25. If I'm not wrong, I think uh, he's the only one who. Uh, was looking in great form. Uh, he managed to bat all the way until the last ball. And uh, obviously, given that he knew the conditions and he knew uh, that if he was batting, then probably Arshdeep Singh would have been under a lot more pressure. He backed himself to go for it. So, I think it was more about uh, the form that he was in with the bat and uh, not much to do with the captaincy. But what an innings from the young man. And um, it just leads on to my next question as well. You know, we've got a couple of young, very young captains. Um you know, the pressure will build. Um, will they be really tested? Um, because, you know, when you start losing, that's when it starts building up. Um, what do you think about uh, Washington being able to cope with that? Yeah, I think uh, for young captains, it's, it's going to be very hard. And uh, similarly, it's going to be like that for young players as well. I think uh, Rishabh really came he, under this. He's a very crucial part of that team. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, a, he's a very essential part of that team and uh, youngsters always are going to be under the scanner because, uh, you know, they're looking to make a career. Um, proven performers are always going to look to uh, continue, stop, uh, continue to sort of build on what they've already done. Uh, whereas for the youngsters, it's going to be all about performing with every single season that comes about. Um, I think Rishabh Pant's already come under, come under the scanner as captain because he didn't bowl that fourth over Fashwin. Uh, Fashwin. Mm. Um, I think that probably would have made the difference instead of... Uh, you know, uh, 
five ten runs that uh, that could have been you know sort of um, held back towards the end so these are the decisions that probably some captains young captains need to take a few in the future uh, in hindsight i think you look at that and think of you know maybe the decisions that he took but even for someone like washington even for someone like samson um, it's going to be important to take important decisions on the field because uh, sometimes things that you plan might not really come to fruition and uh, you'll always need to have backup plans but uh, this is the ipl they have so many support staff to rely on they have their captain seniors to uh, rely on so i think um, it's going to be interesting to see how they pan out uh, throughout the season yeah i'm going to come to that but i've got to mention uh, a comment from one of our loyal uh, viewers who joins us live and uh, he's becoming um, a predictor like you in terms of getting it all right uh, abhishek i don't know if he's a mumbai indians fan Bobby Shake says uh, my prediction on Mumbai came true and then he adds unfortunately so i think he might be an indians fan and um uh, but uh, he called it he said you know uh, that uh, mumbai would lose the opening game um but you mentioned the other young captain and the fact that you know there was a lot of uh, comment afterwards that punt uh, in bowl ashwin the other thing i don't get about this uh, and i wanted to ask your opinion on this and i see a trait of it even in the national team uh, with the bowling and the committee meetings they have pretty much after every ball especially when it gets to the latter stages of the innings um wh- what do you think of that and the contrary to that is punt was he getting that advice um as well there's two questions there for you whether punt was getting that advice from the seniors but also why do the bowlers and the captains and the some of the other players surround the bowler after each ball and just take forever to decide building and fill placings and what have you yeah i think um to answer your first question abhishek is a very big dhoni fan um, he also supports rcb is a proper bangalore boy so um he's All definitely right. not a mumbai indians fan i can tell you that it's uh, just the unfortunately part I, i i didn't understand i thought that might mean he was an indians fan but if you know him and he's a rcb fan that's fair enough yeah if, if that's abhishek bartho then i know who you're talking about but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i mean come coming to the punt part i think um look i mean if you're talking about the ipl you know you have so many eyes on you um uh, close to a billion people are watching you on tv um you know people from all over the world are watching you so you need to get every single decision right and i think that's what the ipl is it's so much about the pressure um it's about the big bucks that are involved it's about every single decision that you take and uh, that absolutely can't go wrong i think this season the ipl governing council has come up with a decision that um if a captain doesn't finish their stipulated 20 overs in 90 minutes then they're going to um find that captain and uh, that happened with kohli that happened with dhoni um you know rishabh pant obviously didn't take that long i guess and he he didn't cop any fine but that's what it's going to be you know all these variables that happen you need to plan for every single player uh, like i said before every situation demands certain uh, field placement certain de- uh, delivery uh, length certain delivery line so it's always going to be a matter of how the oh. captain decides to uh, you know place the fielders or you know there are some situations like captains like ian morgan for example or ms dhoni they trust the bowlers to um, you know make their field placements why don't and, more um, captains trust their bowlers yeah absolutely there are captains like that and uh, then there are more, there are captains like virat kohli who are really in your face um they're always coming to you and telling you you know let's do this let's do that so it's a matter of trying to find that balance of what the bowler wants versus what the captain wants and uh, most of the times it probably comes down to what the captain wants because uh, eventually the captain's going to come under scrutiny and i think that's why 
in some sense there's a little bit of um, you know a lot of pressure in terms of what rcb does whereas uh, what mumbai indians or what chennai super kings do so that's the only difference i feel and uh, because there are so many eyes on the captain so many eyes on a team uh, they need to take that much little longer to sort of come to their decisions i i just find it annoying you know especially when it gets to the last two three overs and they have committee meetings after each ball um i think fines uh, you know they that they, they don't have the impact they should um i think they should now give penalty points uh, per over that's gone over the time limit because you uh, you guys in india i mean you finish well past midnight sometimes and uh, it should be a t20 game that should finish on time and be fast paced not this um slowing down at the end uh, i i i take it you don't find that annoying you 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 accept that that is part of the game with some captains no it's definitely annoying don't get me wrong but I, i'm just saying to sort of uh, add logic to why they probably do it um, of course i think that's solely the reason why the ipl gc came up with a rule that captains have to finish within 90 minutes otherwise they're always going to be consulting the coaches they're going to be consulting 100 other players they're going to be consulting the seniors and everything that you said i think you rightly make a point that it goes well into the midnight and uh, that's not ideal for a viewer because they want to watch cricket they want to watch three and a half hours of cricket including all the breaks and uh, you know after a good game of cricket probably discuss with their friends or relatives and then go to sleep they don't want to be awake till 12:31 uh watching a game which has stretched over 3 and a half hours so it's certainly a valid point but i think the only reason why they take that much time uh is because they want to get every single decision right otherwise at the end of the day they're going to come under a lot of scrutiny which they're pro- possibly looking to avoid uh, don't get me started on the uh, breaks uh, i don't know how you guys put up with it i don't know you must be used to it i can't watch indian tv uh, especially um uh, sports shows like cricket so many ads i can't believe the ads you know ridiculous timings as well they do the same in the football um i watch the uh, we've got it on sky sports so we w- i w- rather watch that just because of the ads aren't they annoying <laughs> have you have you come across that rahul dravid ad that's all over the all over social media uh no uh, educate me on that you one. should really watch it they're, they're even making shirts out of it they're making caps out of it they're making every single thing that they can you know rahul dravid is perceived as this uh, person who's very calm uh, who can absolutely not go out of line and this ad is bang opposite he he looks very flustered uh, cred you know one, one of the payment apps that we have here in india i think uh, they came up with the ad uh, to promote all to promote their brand and what they've done brilliantly is they've they've uh, transitioned rahul dravid from a person who's very calm into someone who's gone into a road rage and i think it's a brilliant ad you know in terms of marketing it's a fantastic ad i'll send you the link once we're done and uh, you know is you it, was that it the uh, share it with your friends as well was that the hashtag that was uh, trending last week was it indra nagar ka gunda yeah 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 that's the one yep yep exactly that's, that's the from one. the yes. advert all right okay <laughs> i was wondering where that was from i thought that's something all right i've not seen that advert actually but i, I suppose that one i could maybe put up with because it's so well done by the sound of it and so unusual considering who the person is but otherwise oh god there's far too many ads on uh, tv <laughs> that's, true, uh, that's very far true, yeah. too and many. it's the same thing over and over again and uh, it just gets very boring at uh, we we even like sort of bi-hearted half the jingles that are there so <laughs> yeah that's all it is um but moving back to the cricket um like i said all the other teams played one um it's still um week one is very early played two i mean one one lost one um 
one big game, obviously, that um, and it involved the Royals again in that innings from Sundar. I mean, what is it about Punjab and Rajasthan that they come up with these incredible? This is pretty much a re- apart from the result, re- repeat the last edition between these two teams. Yeah, last year when it happened, I think they needed 223 to win, and uh, Rahul Tewat yeah smoked the ball to all parts of the ground and uh, almost made Sheldon Cotton cry. This time it was uh, Sanju Samson's turn. Um, I think that 119 that he scored will go down in the folklore of IPL as one of the best ever knocks, only because of the magnitude of the knock. You know, there was absolutely no one else in that team who gave him support. Um, I think the second closest score was something close to 25, 26, if I'm not wrong, something around that. And uh, he had absolutely no support. It was a one-man show. And uh, for him to even get Rajasthan to a total close to what Punjab got, I think was a fantastic effort. And uh, these are one of the few occasions where, uh, you know, the losing team... Our top performer gets the player of the match award and um, I think that's fantastic. You know, the way he started off IPL, unfortunately, couldn't score too much in the previous game uh, that uh, Rajasthan played against Delhi. But it's good to see that he's in great form and hopefully he continues that because uh, it's always lovely to see Sanju Samson in form. Uh, one team that, uh, you know, I said they're still early days, but one team that I'm thinking uh, they've got a little bit of uh, concern, uh, considering they always seem to make the playoffs, um, the Sunrisers. How much are they missing Williamson? Because I think he would have got the team home against your boys the other day. Yeah, I think uh, Sunrisers have sort of uh, imploded, uh, you know, in the later stages of the matches that they've played so far. Um, Manish Pandey, I, I don't know what it is with Manish Pandey. You know, I mean, he scores those 60s. <laughs> I did see your tweet, by the way. <laughs> he scores those 60s, he scores those 70s, but it's just that he can't find a way to hit a single six if the ball isn't a length ball. If you bowl a ball a little full, what he does is he puts his bat, you know, like that. And what it just means is that he doesn't get the lift to send the ball up in the air. And all he does is he, he, he drags the ball along the ground and, uh, you know, he has a very big, um, you know, the way that he takes his front foot across. It's just too far, you know, he could probably do a banana split with the way he goes about his batting. And I think I think a very big reason why the Sunrisers aren't doing well is because they're very, very slow in the middle overs. With Manish Pandey taking time to settle down, he just scores those singles and doubles. Um, I think they need to find a way to get something better out of Manish Pandey. They should probably send him lower down the order. Um, try and get someone like Abdul Samad to come a little early and set the tempo if uh, they lose an early wicket. They need to make some change because I don't think this has worked for the Sunrisers. Manish Pandey, I, I put it out, Manish Pandey has been a liability for Sunrisers at number three. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Because I think there's even a stat that says, I think out of 14 matches where Manish Pandey has scored more than 30 runs, or he's faced more than 30 balls, they've lost 12 of those matches. So, it's certainly something wrong with Manish Pandey and the way he approaches his innings. So, they need to find a way to uh, sort of arrest this trend that's happening. Um, and they're definitely missing Williamson because Williamson someone who keeps rotating the strike. Um, he doesn't eat too many dot balls. You know, he can found, find the occasional boundary very easily. So, they're certainly missing him. And um, I think they need to find a way to solve this Manish Pandey issue. And for people who don't believe me of how much influence Prasan has... Um, and the most recent uh, example being uh, getting Glenn Maxwell to RCB. Uh, obviously, the, the powers that be RCB listened, spent fortune getting him just to ensure that Prasant got his man. The day after uh, Prasant tweeted about um, when he lost his central contract. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is remarkable uh, he, how much influence 
Rosan has, and I'm so lucky that he's he's on this show because um, that was a I, I did feel for him, but I understood what, where you're coming from. Um, but uh, you know, even the BCCI is listening to you, my friend. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Manish Pandey is a very, very technical player. I think I really love the way uh, he bats, what he's done for Karnataka. But I just feel, you know, he's someone who's um, who's who doesn't have enough trust in his own ability. Because, you know, in the past few years, if you look at it, you know, the last five years, three years before that, you know, he used to be someone who can really turn matches on its head. Um, he used to produce sixes and fours at will. But right now, it just seems that he's, he's sort of been put under this pressure. You know, if someone targets his... Uh, um, you know, midriff area uh, with a ball that's coming into him or a ball that's, uh, you know, coming slightly quicker than what he's anticipating. He's always going to be, you know, sort of cramped for room. And that's not ideal for a number three batsman because number three is a very crucial position, mm. especially in D20 cricket. And I think Manish Pandey certainly needs to change his technique or they need to find a way to get the best out of him. Maybe send him at number four, number five. And uh, promote someone else. That they can even send Johnny Bester at number three. You know, because mm-hmm. if you're if you're otherwise playing Johnny Bester at the top, then he needs to come in at number three at least. So I think that's something that they need to probably figure out. They shouldn't be scared of telling Manish Pandey that look, we've trusted you enough. We've trusted you for two seasons. You haven't done much for us. You maybe scored half centuries, but they've all come in losing causes. So um, let's try you out at number four. You know, it's it's a it's a move that worked very well for Punjab last season, putting Gale to number three. So, I think if they're looking for for a change in strategy, they should probably try and do this because it's best for them at the early stages rather than probably looking back in hindsight when they're probably knocked out of the tournament and thinking where they could have done something different. Well, hopefully the um, the, um, the coaching staff at Hyderabad are listening because that is um, really, really good points you've made. But you may be able to answer this one as well because why um, i know they didn't have the uh, repeat of um, two seasons ago but why did they in in the last edition with Bearstow and warner opening um why didn't they go back to that this season i think it was just uh, trying to figure out uh, the combinations that they can have because obviously with uh, david warner's groin injury also in picture they wanted to try out the different combinations that they have and uh, they're looking for someone solid you know who can uh, fill in that middle order because last season the middle order looked very very patchy uh, obviously, Saha wasn't a big part of it, but uh, the likes of Abhishek Sharma, Priyam Garg, uh, Abdul Samad couldn't contribute much, you know, although they didn't look uh, good in pieces, they didn't uh, perform much. Obviously, Vijay Shankar was also tried, he, could, he couldn't uh, produce much. So, I think they're trying to look for that solidity uh, in the middle order, and that's what Johnny Besso can give them. Um, so, obviously, given that Saha uh, shouldn't obviously be batting at four of, uh, I mean, five or six. Uh, instead, they're trying to open with him. Obviously, he performed really well in the limited chances that he was given last season. So, I think it's a worthwhile move. Um, Johnny Besso can bat anywhere. He's a very versatile player. But I think he should really, they should try and fit him in that number three position. Or, uh, you know, if they need to find a way to play Williamson, the best bet is to probably bench uh, Besto and get Williamson at number three and play Pandey Lord on the order. It's a bit of a change from last time because obviously there was issues around their bowling with losing Bowie, but now the bo- uh, the bowling seems to be um, solid, but now it's just getting the batting right. But I still think, uh, and we said in the previous show, uh, that um, I still expect Hyderabad to be there or thereabouts challenging for the playoffs. Do you think? Um, I, I think they have a lot to, uh, lot to change. You know, I mean, in the two matches that we've seen, they have they have the tendency to sort of implode quite a bit 
um, especially given that their starts are very slow. I think uh, they need to find a way to either get Warner or Saha to go all guns blazing and, like I said, get some enforcer at the top. Because we've seen that in the IPL, you know, even the Kolkata Knight Riders have told Suryan Narayan, you know, you're no longer a part of our plans. We've got Shakib Al Hassan, uh, we've got batsmen who we can trust at the top of the order. Um, Nitish Rana has worked really well for them at the top. You know, he scored that 80 plus, then he scored a half century. So I think uh, franchises are moving into a sort of atmosphere where they tell even their star players that, look, if you're not good enough, we're going to bench you. There's absolutely no two ways about it. You need to be good. You need to prove yourself. So I think that's what they need to tell Manish Pandey. They need to find a way to score runs quicker in the middle overs. Otherwise, it's going to be very tough. I know that they're playing, I think, uh, a fair few matches on dust bowls. But uh, that over-dependence on Rashid Khan could really kill them. Because if teams look to play out those four overs of Rashid Khan, it's going to be very tough for the others. But I think on the bowling front, they are sorted with the options that they have in Bhuvi, Natrajan, Holder, Rashid, Shabaz, Nadeem. So they have got their options, but they really need to find that batting order and sort it out before um, they sort of go very down the pegging order. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just turning to my boys, um, I think... To be honest, I didn't expect him to lose yesterday. I think he's one of those innings from Chris um, that uh, got the game um, for uh, the Royals. Uh, but a really good first performance against um, CSK. And Delhi, again, just look a very, very good unit. I think it was very good for them uh, that uh, Shaw and Dubbin scored heavy up front. I think yeah. uh, Prithvi Shaw was coming into the season... Um, on the back of a prolific uh, season with the Vijay Hazare Trophy with Mumbai, obviously uh, won the tournament as well. So, I think he was coming in with confidence and uh, they backed him at the top uh, along with Dhawan. Um, Dhawan obviously just turns up every single time he needs to fight for a spot for that, uh, uh, you know, a World Cup squad. So, it's good to see that the two of them are in form for Delhi. Um, again, I think the Delhi's problem will be to sort of figure out what they will do with Rahane or Steve Smith. Um, because that's a call that they'll need to take at some point in the tournament. Rahane hasn't been scoring for them, didn't score for them last season. Um, so, for him to sort of make an impact, I think it'll be important to figure out the role that they give him. Um, the finishing as well, you know, last match they dropped Chimran, Hitmaya. It didn't work out for them. Because like I said, you know, if you lose three, three four wickets up front, it's always going to dent your chances of performing well. And that's what happened last match with uh, Unadkat, you know, running through the top order. And they didn't have any other batsmen. They had to depend on uh, Anand Kaplan, Lalit Yadav, had to depend on Tom Curran, Chris Wokes. And that's not ideal. So, they need to find that balance, I think. Um, but otherwise, they're looking a very strong squad. I think um, Nokia's addition in that bowling unit, unit will look strong. Um, yeah. I think Tom Curran's obviously going to be the scapegoat and uh, Nokia's going to replace him. But uh, they need to figure out that batting order because they can't just bat until Stoinis and they can't have all all-rounders after that. They'll need someone to finish strong um, and sort of lay that foundation at the top along with uh, Prithvi Shah and Shikardavan. I'm just looking at the, uh, the the Delhi squad and you mentioned that it's, uh, you know, they need to figure out how to get Steve Smith in and you mentioned Jinx. But surely uh, Steve Smith needs to replace a one of the... Um, uh, foreigners in the team. So you're looking at Hetmeyer, Stonis, and um, uh, Chris Wokes. Yeah, I think um, Tom Curran's going to go out for Andre Nokia when he's fit. Um, mm -hmm. I think with Nokia, Rabada, Avesh Khan in the side, they've really got their options. I think uh, they're sorted on that front. Um, and with uh, Ravichan and Ashwin also there, um, let's not forget they also have Marcus Stonis who can bowl a fair bit. So, if they're looking to um, probably drop Chris Wokes even, you know, I don't think that'll be too bad a choice. 
mm-hmm. um because uh, obviously with Nokia Rabada there and Aves Khan as the three pacers they've got Stoinis as the fourth pacer they've got Ashwin so they can look to uh, rejig their combinations a fair bit uh, maybe bench works for a few games and see how it goes um get steve smith in at the top of i mean at that number 3 position and uh, see how he can perform uh, probably drop rahani to get maybe amit mishra in you know they they can have different options over there because again like i said you know franchises aren't scared to drop their premium players anymore um and if they're performing you know they should just drop them and uh, tell them that look you're not performing you're not scoring runs for us and uh, it's not good for the team atmosphere if you're just backing you despite you not putting up good performances so i think that's how they should go about the business and uh, they're looking they're looking a good unit but there are still a lot of gaps to fill and they're not looking like the unit they did last season so that's going to be a concern for them to figure out the way that they build their lineup for the rest of the season and um, one thing that did surprise me you mentioned him avesh khan uh, being uh, ahead of omesh nishant that surprised me yeah i think ishan sharma has basically um, hit with an injury um surprise surprise uh ishan sharma has always been about injuries i think um, unfortunately for him last season he didn't play um umesh yadav I, that was honestly surprising for me because they have umesh yadav as well uh if ishan sharma wasn't there they were always going to look to umesh yadav but i think they're looking for that uh, umph you know that uh, sort of unknown entity in the form of avesh khan um he's played a few matches here and there um you know he ha- he looks very fast um i think uh, he picked up uh, a dream wicket of dhoni as well so that's 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 the ipl again and again i think that's what people need to know that they're not always going to go with you know a playing 11 that everyone thinks they will they are going to pick uncapped players they're going to push players up and down the batting and bowling order so it's going to be a whole lot of um, experimentation and i think uh, it's good to see that they've backed a youngster like avesh khan because these guys will always be hungry to perform and uh, they'll want to make a name for themselves so Avesh has also started well, and uh, hopefully he keeps up that performance. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's new to me, obviously, uh, but not to yourself. And I was just thinking, you know, that when you've got a mention, I didn't know about Ishan's injury. I suppose you should always say, "Is he injured?" before you ask any other questions about Ishan. Uh, but I was um, just surprised that he played ahead. But uh, I totally accept your point. Uh, a couple of teams that we haven't talked about, and we're not going to talk about the Indians because I know down the uh, as we progress into the tournament, we will be talking a lot more about them, together with RCB for obvious reasons and Delhi Capitals, by the way. But um, in terms of CSK, um, after the first game, I thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be another one of those seasons. Uh, but they came back really, really strongly yesterday. Brilliant performance. Outplayed uh, Punjab completely. Yeah, first of all, to all the viewers, I'd like you to note that uh, Bharat happily just slipped in the Delhi Capitals, obviously with the Mumbai Indians and RCB. But I get it, you know, Mumbai, ob- uh, Delhi, obviously after the season that they had, you expect that, and I hopefully uh, they make it good this season as well. But yeah, look, the Chennai Super Kings, I think, like you mentioned, um, you know, the first match, uh, everyone was was expecting that from them. I don't think, um, you know, a lot of people expected them to put in a very very big fight. but deepak chahar came out of nowhere just like unath cut and yeah. picked up those four wickets up front uh, you know sort of broke uh, broke the backbone of that batting unit you know with gail gone rahul gone with that run out mayank agarwal gone nicholas puran gone they were again left to depend on their uncapped players in sharukh khan and uh, deepak kuda and deepak kuda as well uh, fell to deepak chahar so i think it was going to be um, how uh, sharukh khan bats with these um, bowlers ajay richardson riley meredith shami 
and uh, for him to put up that knock i think that 40 odd that he scored was very important for his own confidence but uh, after that initial flurry of wickets that chennai took i think it was it was only going to be a matter of how quickly they put up the chase and uh, uh, i think rayudu and rana <laughs> the way they got out i i wasn't sure what they were trying to do but uh, again eventually they got to the win um, uh, decently quickly and uh, i think that that net run rate will help them throw the tournament and um law is being talked about of uh, gaikwad um i know he's uh, uh, a 24 year old but um it seems to be a lot of chatter around him he's certainly under pressure um because you know uh, i mean he it's not exactly the 360 we're looking for but he's probably cover driving the ball to mid on he's cover driving the ball to square leg um it's just going up the inside edge it's going up the inside half of the bat and uh, he's not really looking confident at the top obviously the second half of last season he was in great form but uh, there's a certain robin utappa who's been traded in from the rajasthan royals into csk so um robin utappa's place is always going to be opening the batting so i've got a feeling csk might make that change after the third match if again gaikwad doesn't perform with the bat he's been dropping a few catches in the outfield as well so i think he's certainly going to be under pressure to perform and uh, if he doesn't perform that just means they're going to draft out uh, the point of the 11 I, i still think that it's a bit of an aging team i mean i know moin came in and uh, did a job but um and it was really really great to see suresh back uh, as well and what innings he played um but i just still think you know it just doesn't um you know really give you a lot of confidence when you look at that squad uh, but obviously i'm not going to watch them until they play my fellow gujarati chateshwar uh, when he, when he, when i see him in the 11 i'll be watching that game but till then you know they don't inspire me to watch uh, their games unless uh, the capitals are playing them but that's already happened so if unakar um, is bowling to pujara who are you going to be backing <laughs> see that, that, i know you talked about jaydev earlier and he's a very local boy he's from porbandar which is absolutely my town and um it's near to my ancestral village is the biggest town um and he was one of the costliest pairs of uh, if i'm not mistaken yep. a few years ago yes. and yes. he even made it into the national team uh, for i don't know if it's the odis or uh, what have you but he, he's a, is a strange one because he's not pacey um and india's not known for you know swinging wickets and what have you but he's made a a niche for himself where he's rated quite highly yeah i mean I- i wouldn't say he's rated highly i think he's a matter he's a subject for a lot of trolls but that's only because you know the way he is very expensive with the ball uh, it's nothing to do with persona or the person he is i think to be honest he's a very very hard working person according to me i think you can see the way he talks in the uh, presentation the way he talks about his cricket he's a very very knowledgeable lad um, he really loves his cricket i think he he really loves his batting as well uh, the six that he hit last match i think was fantastic Uh, it is something that came out of the blue but he's a very thinking bowler you know he has his cutters he has his uh, full in deliveries he can bowl uh, decently quickly and i think overall he's a good package but um, given the fact that he's been very inconsistent you know he's similar to the mold of umesh yadav uh, been very inconsistent in the ipl and that's why it's very easy for people to pick on him but i think otherwise he's a thinking cricketer and that combination of mustafizur unadkat and chetan sakaria can work well to the royals advantage Well, I was saying highly because he's from Kathiawar, so he's uh, so Ashtra is very he's thought of very very highly. So I was thinking about that uh, side of him and from where he is. Uh, but so who um, are you bagging if it's Unadkar versus Pujara? 
Oh my goodness, don't put me on the spot there. Um, I, I can't <laughs> lose that one, put it that way. Um, but um, in terms of one team we haven't talked about, and like I said, it's only week one, you can't really judge too much into it. Uh, but KKR, uh, your thoughts on their first couple of games? I mean, it was a surprise for me, Andre Russell got fiver, uh, but not a surprise, Nitesh Rana is in the runs. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Nitish Sharan has been a very good performer for KKR uh, last season in the number three position. And this season, he's got a, a bigger role to play at the top of the order for KKR, um, along with Shubhan Gill, obviously. He scored that important 80-odd and then he scored a half century after that as well. But I think KKR's biggest issue last season and this season looks like it's going to be the same is Andre Russell's form with the bat. Um, he did get the Dream 11 game changer of the match against the Mumbai Indians, but I think he really changed the game in the favour of the Mumbai Indians with the bat. I think um, uh, the way he laboured to that nine was absolutely uh, hard to see for someone who really uh, loves to see big hits. Um, Andre Russell was absolutely looking like, uh, um, you know, it, it just looked like he couldn't uh, middle anything. Um, he looked like a cat on a hot tin roof, I guess. Uh, that's what they say, don't they? So, yeah. um, he just he just can't seem like he's, he's middling the ball. Um, he's looking very, very um, uncertain in the low middle order. And that's not good for KKR. Um, I think on the bowling front, Prasit Krishna has been a little expensive. Um, Pat Cummins, you know, looked very good in the last game. But uh, he, all the owners will be on him to perform. Um, obviously, you know, they've, they've got their issues. I think Ian Morgan's uh, lack of runs is also probably a problem. Um, so, I think overall, their middle order will need to figure out a way to score runs. But uh, Andre Russell will certainly need to find a way to get bat on ball and score runs for them because he's a very important person. And I think, uh, in some sense, he's also someone who boosts up the confidence of that team. So, I think if Andre Russell finds a way to score runs, then they're genuine playoff contenders. Otherwise, I see them finishing out of the top five. I did say that they'll make number four. But after the first two matches, it just looks like uh, they're very uncertain, especially with Russell out of form. Yeah, well, um, after week one, I'm going to stick with my top four as well. I think it's pretty much the same as yours, so no changes there. Um, in terms of the neutral venues, um, and you might be able to correct me, but I think when the auction was done and the teams were building their squads, the venues weren't out as to where they were going to play. Um, do you think they would have changed anything in terms of their squads, considering where they're playing? Because obviously, Mankali is going to be very different to um, Chennai and uh, Vice, you know, Whatever, wherever the teams are playing, they're not playing at home. Do you think that would have changed anything? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure because I think, um, uh, to, to be honest, I think CSK, Sunrisers, Mumbai Indians, they just needed only a few players, you know, to fill the gaps that they were looking to uh, uh, fill with players having moved out of their teams. I think only with RCB, Punjab and probably, you know, Kolkata, um, we're just looking at the options that they can consider, uh, Rajasthan Royals also, uh, who they can bring into the site. But otherwise, I, I don't think they would have made too many changes um, because the teams look fairly balanced. I think this season, all the teams look good on paper. Um, and it's just a matter of trying to bring the best 11 on the field. I still can't understand what Harbhajan Singh is doing in that KKR side if he's going to be bowling just one over mm. and uh, doing nothing after that. Uh, you know, He did bowl in that play, he bowled two overs. But um, then again, I mean, I'm not sure how much of Harbhajan they're going to use throughout the season. Maybe once they're done playing um, on those surfaces in Chennai, they're probably going to look for someone else in place of Harbhajan. So, uh, all teams have their options. I don't think they would have changed much if they had known the venues before. Yeah, you mentioned Harbhajan. I do feel for Kurdip. He just can't buy a game, can he? 
Um, but um, in terms of, um, and this is hopefully we're going to do every week, who are you going to give your Performance of the Week award to? Sanju Samson, I think, um, you know, one man army. Uh, there were a lot of people saying that Sanju Samson didn't deserve the Man of the Match award. It should have gone to KL Rahul. Um, you know, obviously, how can you give uh, a losing team player the player of the match? But Sanju Samson's knock was, you know, a single hand, single man army performance. You know, the way he scored that 119, I think it was a it was an innings that didn't have any rash shot. I think all the shots that he played were right from the middle of the bat. He played some very classic shots. Um, I think a lot of people really enjoy Sanju Samson for the style that he brings to the game. So I think my um, uh, top performance goes to Sanju Samson for week um, one. I can't argue with that. I was going to argue with you if you picked an RCB player, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that one. And to be fair, if you'd chosen Herschel, I wouldn't have argued too much. But yeah. no, thank you for being neutral and fair on that one. Um, very final question. Um, obviously, I mentioned that the uh, central contract uh, announcements were made yesterday. Any shocks for you or as expected? The only one for me was Exer. Um, I think he was demoted, was he? Did he go down a level? Yeah, uh, I think um, the other one for me, apart from Aksar, is uh, Chahel. Um, you know, obviously, he's yeah. not been in great uh, form. He obviously hasn't uh, played Test match cricket. Uh, and he has been downgraded from grade B to grade C. I think that's going to be a massive wake-up call for him because he was also benched during the England series. And um, I think now he knows that he can't take his place for granted because under Virat Kohli, he has blossomed into a fantastic bowler. But that doesn't mean anything that he's going to be guaranteed a spot in that 11. He'll need to work for it. I think he knows that um, he has quite a few guys waiting behind him for that one spot, one spinner spot. Um, which is widely open because obviously Ch- uh, Kuldeep Yadav isn't even in the scheme of things. Mm. With Chahal not performing, I think this IPL is going to be um, producing some good performances and players are going to be pushing for that spot in the 11. So I think Chahal is going to need to perform really well. Apart from that, I think Manish Pandey and Kedar Jadav losing out on a contract is not surprising because they haven't been around for quite some time. And um, yeah, I don't think there's much apart from that. Probably Natarajan, but um, I think there's certain... Um, you know, there, there's probably like a, uh, there's a qualification or something of that sort. Uh, they need to play X, Y, Z number of Test ODI and T20 matches for to be considered in that contract. So, um, no real surprises for me. I think uh, it's good. Probably Jadeja could have been given an A plus contract, but that's probably a discussion for uh, another day. Yeah, I think he's probably not played enough uh, recently. Yeah. Um, but Bovi is another one I should have mentioned that. Um, he was demoted, unfortunately. But uh, still, they're on the uh, elite list of uh, getting a central contract. Uh, but fantastic uh, review of the first week. And uh, more importantly, your boys are top of the table. Um, we'll see how they get on. I think they're playing tomorrow against KKR, if I'm not wrong. Um, I've got yep, the, uh, the first afternoon match, yeah. So we'll look forward to if they can retain their top, their top spot because now the pressure is on them. They're the team to beat. But they're looking very, very good. Um, thank you again, um, Prasan. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, the uh, hours pretty much flown by as usual. And um, hopefully we've got a lot more spectacular cricket. Because let's face it, I mean, the IPL has just started off with an incredible first game, close game, the incredible inning, uh, game between Punjab and Royals. And um, it's been a really good first week. Hopefully it'll carry on. Um, thank you again, and um, hopefully we can catch up again next week. Yep, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, lovely to be wearing the shirt that you 
very graciously sent uh, to my place uh, despite all the pandemic and all of that having uh, swept across the world always love chatting with you um, i think it's a it's an honor for me to be on the show thank you so much for having me again and uh, we'll speak next week